0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Downtown Browntown podcast, now probably a part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown on Twitter and on Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown 33. You can find all my work uh, shared via those social media platforms. The pod is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so if you're looking for the links, they will be both on my Social media pages, uh, and I tweet it out every week when a new episode is uploaded every Thursday morning. So today uh, we've got a, a little bit of a, a different agenda here. I'm joined by a guest, so uh, not going to be the typical agenda that we usually do. More just going to look at the team, the uh, this whole season. We're we're just about a little over the halfway point, so just kind of a review of how we feel about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, the season and going forward as we get closer to the playoffs. So I'm going to kick it off to my uh, guest, Ben here.
1: So is that, is that a signed Giannis jersey behind you in the, in the background or what? Is, what exactly is that? Yep. That is a signed Giannis jersey. So you've got, you've got the, the white, the white with the gold collar there. That's actually probably just about other than the green, that's just about the best jersey, but that's a, that's a very attractive kind of frame jersey behind you.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, got lucky uh, a couple of years ago and my mom had season tickets, uh, they were, they renewed early or something like that. And they were able to get a free autographed jersey of their choice. And uh, they, she let me pick and it was between uh, Giannis and Jabari Parker at the time. And uh, boy, did I I make the right decision with Giannis.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah were you part were you part of the um uh, uh shout out to my guy cool jay were you part of the hive that wants jabari back because i am part of the hive that wants jabari back but even i am kind of too much of a coward to admit that publicly but uh, <laughs> but the, the celtics cut him and like um i'm probably of the opinion that if we can let brandon jennings back we could probably just kind of go for another nostalgia play but yeah you, you definitely picked the right guy with Giannis on that i was wrong on that one
0: yeah uh I, I'm not in that camp as much as Jabari now. Um, but Brandon Jennings, he's easily top three favorite buck for me um, all time. So if, if he wanted to come back, I, I'd be all for it. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, get started here. Uh, if you want to go ahead and, and plug anything for yourself, feel free to do that before we get going here.
1: Oh, either way. I mean, um, I, I would just say uh, the website is TatoniaWorld.com um, for. What I would say to your listeners, Jake, is don't shop there to do me a favor. Shop there because it's the dopest designs you've ever seen in your life. So if you, for whatever reason, haven't seen um, the high quality merch, like don't go to Fanatics, don't go to the Bucks. All they're going to do is screw you over. Like it's TonyWorld.com. Check it out. Um, Send me a couple of bucks. It's great. Do yourself a favor. If not, I'm totally fine. But check that out. Uh, You can certainly check out the YouTube channel at... um, YouTube slash Tonya World. And you follow me at David Dunn21 on Twitter if you like. If you don't like, that's totally fine too. But those are my plugs currently. Also, I will say right off the bat, um, we are in the final stages of putting together the Tonya World podcast review awards, which is kind of like our fake phony Oscars. It's a really fun show and it's kind of a review of the highlights and lowlights of the last season following the book. So by all means, check that out too. That's going to be, if you only listen to one podcast all year, I would say, check that one out. That one's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. That's all good stuff. Um, So let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, Thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, The first question here is, you know, a little bit more of a a Bucks uh, Twitter trending topic uh, since the news broke, but uh, how do you feel just about uh, Boogie getting waived. Uh, obviously, it's not something I expected to happen. I think a lot of people were surprised. And uh, so far, I think we're we're seeing some of, uh, you know, just some not as good play since we we got rid of him. You know, I think he was really playing a nice role for this team. So what are your thoughts on the Bucks deciding to move on from Boogie and uh, just have another vacancy at the center position with Brooke Lopez still out?
1: Well, I think generally I'm of a couple of different minds about it. First of all, I think at this point, uh, Horst has probably earned some of our trust. Um, I don't feel he, him or Bootenholzer, a lot of these guys has earned as much trust as perhaps other people think. But so the bookie thing is interesting, right? Because he was a semi great player. He was a consequential player in the history of the NBA. And so, More than the contract of the money, I'm sure he's good for money. I'm sure he's going to show up on some other team. He was on the Clippers last year. He's kind of bouncing around. But just for me, just the way I look at the NBA, it's a little bit sad to see a once great player kind of debase himself for the Bucs and then to be discarded like a one night stand in this kind of manner for him to be like, the city is great. My new year's resolution is to thank you for the bucks. He was saying all this stuff. He was saying all the right stuff for, for a guy who's kind of known as being kind of a surly guy. And to me, like he played well, I, I don't, I think it's totally fair if you want to say he can't guard anybody, especially anymore, but I, the 10 day contract I think is just kind of weird in general because I think people are really nervous and kind of really want to impress. And I think the second half of his 10 day, or it wasn't his 10 day, but the second half of his contract, he finally was kind of knocking down some three pointers and everything. I would just say, generally, since you asked the question, I would just say it's sad. I don't know that I'm mad about it yet because. If Drew Holiday is back, if Grayson is back, if all the other guys are back, we're not losing all these games to the Hornets and all this other kind of stuff. But just for Boogie Cousins, as a consequential NBA player, as the sixth pick in the draft or whatever he was, it's weird to see such a great player kind of debase himself, to say, I really want to be part of Milwaukee, and then have the team be like, Nah, that's not what this is about. So, that's kind of my thoughts about it. I'm I'm sure it'll work out fine, but it's kind of sad in a way.
0: Uh, I completely agree with that sentiment. You know, just like you said, his his post game press conferences that he had, you know, he's just blessed to be here. And and like you said, he's been a little bit more of a rough rider in his career, just maybe from a personality perspective. At least uh, that's how he was perceived in the general public as NBA fans, you know, um, just a little more of a a rough edge kind of guy but you know i mean he's been known to be a really good locker room fit and uh i completely agree it's sad you know like he just want he wanted to be on this team and he was contributing and for me like that's just why i'm frustrated about it still to this day is that he was helping us win games and we're struggling to win games right now obviously with a lot of guys being in and out of the lineup the bucks really have not had any luck this season you know with guys and being in health and safety protocols And uh, just injuries, you know, uh, we've been normally pretty lucky with injuries in years past, but, you know, Brooke goes down game one. Drew has had ankle issues on and off all season Um, and just obviously guys getting uh, in the health and safety protocols. We just need guys who can give you some nice minutes, really, regardless of what position they are. And if they're helping them win, then I think they have some value. And for me, that's just where Boogie fell in. Uh, I mean, he, he had some really nice performances. Uh, his last game was 15 points, 10 boards. And uh, when you look at the Bucs losing those two games in a row to Charlotte, I mean, we had 15 combined bench points in those two games. And I just think a guy like Boogie really would have helped in those two games and probably could have pushed us over the edge. And and that one, especially on Monday night, that close loss there to Charlotte. So I just think it's, it's a disappointing move. I mean, like you said, in horse, we trust Uh, he's made some really nice moves, uh, you know, always ongoing throughout the year. I mean, look at Wesley Matthews, how well he's playing this year. I mean, he has just been unbelievable for this bucks team, but yeah, especially at a position in need to, I I just think that, you know, I think that regular season games, you know, you don't want to fall down the standings too much and it's going to be tough for the bucks to win some of these upcoming games against some tougher opponents. So I just think that I'm a little, I'm just disappointed by it. I think that he really fit in well and, uh, deserved to have a roster spot. So, um, I know a lot of people, uh, echo that sentiment, but, um, yeah, it's just, you felt like it, it, it was all kind of meant to be this year with him and he yeah. was really enjoying himself.
1: So, well, I, the question, the question too. everything you said, and then also the PJ Tucker void, uh, void is also the question is, was he able to take his half? of the tough guy, the guy nobody wants to fight, the guy everybody is a little bit scared of, old man strength guy. And so that's also part of it, too, that as slow-footed as he may be in the regular season, if Brooke is down, if Brooke has three fouls, look, if Brooke Lopez is back, if Brooke Lopez isn't back, they're going to have to retool and do something else anyway. But there's just a question of – I think the Bucs at this point have shooters for days. I think we've seen Grayson can either be hot or not in a series and Connington can either be hot or not in a series. We have enough shooters now at this point, I think, to hang with whoever else there was a toughness question for the books for the last five years that Portis and PJ and obviously to some degree, Giannis and all these guys kind of filled. And there was just an idea that he was also going to be this veteran enforcer guy. And now he, him being unceremoniously dumped like that also leaves that hole.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Um, it's, you know, in years past the bucks have kind of been a little soft, uh, not had a lot of rough riders, like you were saying. I mean, obviously PJ filled that, that void very well last year. Um, but now you you just, I mean, we still got Bobby Portis who, who can do some of that, but, I just think having another guy like that is is not going to hurt you, especially if he's uh, giving you some good production on the court. And uh, last thing about Boogie before we go to the next one is, some fans are not upset about it because they're like, "Oh, he was unplay, he'd be unplayable in the playoffs. So why have a guy on that on your roster that's going to be unplayable in the playoffs?" But for me, it's like, I mean, look at Bobby Portis last year. I mean, he got benched the last three games of that Nets series because he was unplayable. He just couldn't hang with, you know, the the guys that the nets were playing and, and they were just uh, totally going at him on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, and Bobby's been great this season. And even he rebounded uh, in the next couple of series there, especially in the finals against the Suns. he, he had a nice series. So uh, I just don't really think that makes sense. Like you know, like I said, if he's helping you win games in the regular season, I, that has value, especially at a position of need, which center is for this Bucks team. So that whole playoff debate, I, I'm just I don't get it. Like, I think that, you know, maybe if you throw him into a playoff game for, you know, five, 10 minutes, I don't think he's going to absolutely kill you out there, especially like uh, against the team, maybe like a Philly with a bigger uh, guy like a Joel Embiid who, just need a guy to kind of body him up a little bit maybe yep. just make things a little more yep. difficult for him so I mean I think Boogie could have played a few minutes in the playoffs not saying every series it's kind of a uh, series by series debate there but uh, I just don't think that that really makes a lot of sense uh, you got anything to add to that one
1: well I mean it's it, again and I, I, I lean toward this kind of Nostalgic kind of big picture movie kind of way of looking at all of this kind of stuff. But here's the thing as much as statistical analysis has continued to advance, there's never going to be a statistic for booby, boogie cousin bruise this guy randomly and this guy doesn't want to go in again, right? And Thanassus isn't getting those minutes. So I, I look, if I, I'm scared for the other team just watching Thanassus, but Thanassus isn't getting run unless we're up 50, right? Uh, probably in the playoffs. And, and so there is just kind of this other idea of, I mean, the 2019 failure against the Raptors was a little bit of this, but there is kind of a attrition kind of aspect to playoff basketball that makes it a little bit more like playoff football where all of a sudden like having a tough guy matters a little bit. I do tend to agree with you that quite often he would have been unplayable, but we've seen it with Portis. Guys like that also motivate the home crowd. There's something kind of special about that kind of thing. They really, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't, to answer your question, I wasn't mad about it, but it's kind of sad. And I do feel like if this was just, and this is the other, the big bucks question, right? Even the championship didn't get rid of this question. Was this just about money or is there a plan? And so I think kind of the cap nerds, may very well be right that, hey, this was just kind of a tryout. And I think Horst said all the right things about, hey, we'd entertain having him back. It was great. Hey, we're basically what they were saying between the lines is we're also kind of helping to rehabilitate his, his rep in, a, in that small way. Like, oh, he was great for us. You know, there's no problem. Other team you should pick up because I, I think the Nuggets got him, right? Correct. But it, if this is about money, I don't like it. But ultimately, I think the reason the Bucks are losing is not so much about Boogie. It's COVID and kind of random injuries. And I was, trust me, I was at that game, I was at the Charlotte game in Charlotte uh, Saturday night, and I was pretty annoyed by that loss before the second loss. But Boogie Cousins, you know, we barely need, we barely knew ye. It's it's sad, but I think ultimately it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be one that I think is going to be discussed for a while here, especially if the Bucks uh, continue to lose games. So, I uh, definitely wanted to lead off with that one since there's definitely varying opinions throughout uh Bucks fandom and Bucks Twitter especially. So, uh, let's go to the next question here. Uh, just kind of generally, what are your overall thoughts on the team this year? I know it's kind of hard to evaluate just like taking a lot from these games. Cause you just never know who's going to play every day. Like some days you'll wake up and look at Twitter and be like, Oh, this guy's in health and safety protocols. This guy's out. It's like, it's really frustrating from a fan perspective. Just you don't know what kind of product you're going to have out there game by game. And, uh, it's, it's been hard to take a lot from the season. You know, the bucks have played very few games with all of their players healthy. And I'm excluding Brooke Lopez from that because he's only played in one game. So mm-hmm. minus Brook, like we just have not had our guys in the lineup uh, for very many games. So generally speaking, like what are your thoughts on this team this season? Is it better or worse than you expected given the circumstances or, or just any overall uh, perspectives in general on this Bucks team?
1: Um, I am a big picture thinker. And that occasionally makes people angry or whatever. We can agree last season was just this wonderful miracle. Right. And I think there's a tendency from people. To just be happy about that. Right. Which they should like. It was just great, man. Like it like everything about I'm actually Again, for this podcast, I'm kind of putting together. I've been listening to last year's um, podcasts where we went through the playoffs and kind of all the stuff that took place and what everyone was saying. Man, last year was special. Like every little bit of that was special and 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 quite a roller coaster. Like if we somehow blew everyone out, it wouldn't have been quite as thematically and dramatically satisfying as the highs and the lows, from Giannis's knee to Chris and Drew being quite awful, like a lot of the time, just every little bit of it to the very satisfying drubbing of the heat when I don't actually think we were like sweep the heat better than the heat. Just just an incredible roller coaster. An incredible roller coaster. With that all being said, I don't I think obviously the Bucs were deserving champions. I don't think there were last year an all-time great team. I don't think they're an all-time great team now. And that's kind of what you get when you have a top five player in the league, quite often the best player in the league and a bunch of guys who are like one-time All-Stars. And so I'm frustrated because we haven't had that many challenges and even games where we come back and win like the Christmas Day Celtics game was a pretty good example of that where it would have been really embarrassing to lose to the Celtics, but like the Celtics aren't that good And the only kind of solace I take from all of this is that the Nets are losing a bunch of games like this. And if you look around the league, there's a bunch of teams losing to random teams. I do think, which isn't actually answering your question. I apologize. I do think there's some beast of the East potential with the Bulls that I don't think we've realized because we still haven't played the Bulls yet. I don't think ultimately, it's not like I'm saying the Bulls are coming out of the East or anything like that, but every year there's a first half team and there's a first two thirds of the year team. And a lot of, like a lot of years in the West is Utah, right? And it's, it's these teams that ultimately just kind of flame out in the playoffs. But I think I would not be shocked at all if the bulls are like the two seed coming out of this. Cause I think they just seem like that team that randomly is going to stay healthy. And like DeMar, like DeMar isn't this good. Like I, I thought DeMar was better than he got credit for like DeMar is playing like, Incredible. (laughs) He might be he might be first team all in. There's so many uh, kind of people who have to make it. a case for it. He might be second team all NBA like like he might walk. DeMar DeRozan might walk into second team all NBA at this floor, I think. Yeah. And I haven't looked at it, so I'm I'm sure you're right. So like I, I I can't wait for those Bulls game. But like I don't know, like what were the games like? Obviously, opening night, opening night was great um who have we really played there's been a bunch of teams where people were out we've played the pistons we've played a bunch of kind of whatever teams or teams where other people like their best players were hurt and that's more nba thing than the bucks thing i've been generally disappointed with the bucks i've been disappointed in middleton i I think we were all happy with the kind of five game drew holiday stretch where he was getting 38 and 40 points but what i wanted from this season because i don't think we're going to win. i said this probably before we had won the title last year, I don't think we're going to repeat, but I wanted us to be a heroic live challenger. And I don't think especially yet we've really defended the title. Now for casual fans, a lot of them don't really focus on the NBA till the NFL is over anyway. Right. So there's time, there's time for all of this, but I've been disappointed with every, everybody, including a little bit Giannis, just we seem basically like the 2019 and the 2020 bucks a very good team but it's not I don't feel like we've made any kind of leap I don't know what do you think about that
0: no I agree there it seems like some nights they're kind of going through the motions um, you know they've had the bucks were kind of like the jazz in years past before we won the title like oh this dominant regular season team but would flame out in the playoffs. Um, not as much as the jazz because they haven't even made a conference final in the last few years, but um, you know what I mean? Just a team that is is done really well in the regular season, but kind of flamed out in the playoffs. And now that we've gotten that title, uh, I think that the bucks just, aren't taking the regular season as seriously. I think that's a little harsh, just given, again, we've had a lot of guys out uh, game by game. And it's just, it's been a, this NBA product this season has been pretty poor um, in general. Um, You know, I get that they're trying to get the season to continue and not stop it. Uh, They got to meet their media deals, get their money and all that. Totally get that season's not going to shut down here, barring anything crazy, but um, it's just been a poor product, you know, having these guys on 10 day contracts, having to play significant minutes in games. Um, you know, if your team, like the bucks, they haven't got any games postponed um, like teams like the bulls and the the nets got some games postponed because they were just decimated with COVID. Uh, but the bucks just had enough guys always when that happened. So mm-hmm they were forced to play a lot of guys like that Pelicans game on the road. When drew had 40 points, we had a lot of guys out for that game. I mean, we lost to the Pistons that we were actually healthy in that game, but now we get the second wave with Connaughton and Grayson Allen, George Hill going out and, and it's just killed our depth. So, um, yeah, for me, it's just, it's been tough to take a lot from these games and, uh, you know, I think the bucks are just kind of gearing towards the playoffs at this point, you know, in years past, I think we've seen Giannis really like just go balls to the walls, like play really hard, um, in the regular season. And I'm not saying that he's not doing that, but I think he's kind of learned now to pick his spots a little bit more, which is fine, but it just seems like, yeah, like you said, this, there's just something's not completely right with this team right now. Um, they're just, something isn't clicking, you know, you mentioned Chris, uh, he has had a, I mean, a down year for his standards. I mean, he's still averaging 19 points, uh, but his efficiency is definitely down this season, 43% from the field. That's very low for Chris, uh, 38% from three, uh, is pretty solid, but, um, you know, it's just, it's been tough for these guys, you know, (laughs)
1: and, and a career high in turnovers the last time I looked, which was a couple of weeks ago is 3.1 or something like that. I mean, it, it's, it's the turnovers with him and Drew, especially, but like, yeah, he's look, he's been pretty bad. I, but again, that's, that's, that's who Chris is. That's, that's also who Drew is. I, I think, you know, even it's funny. I, I think, well, Jake tell me how you felt like there was kind of this weird feeling. So, 2 weeks after the title, 3 weeks after the title. This has never happened in your whole life, right? Unless you're 60 years old where the season ends and the conversation isn't what do we need to do to get better next year? It was like, "Oh, we're the champs." "Oh, why?" <laughs> "Oh, oh right. we, you know, I guess we could get better a little bit, but like like we were laughing at the draft, like, "Oh, who cares if we draft?" Like that that was really fun. And I think as Bucks fans, which ties into kind of a lot of other things about boogie like i think on some level although i i think you very well articulated kind of the feelings about boogie or why we're mad about kind of stuff or whatever but i think bucks fans are just kind of used to being mad which goes right back to like people now being a like oh they're screwing me on my on my season ticket so that's like a reason to be, which is a legitimate reason i guess but like we're used to having some dumb gm doing something or some game or some player that we're mad at and so i think boogie kind of uh became a little scapegoat for kind of this kind of itch. I mean, if you think about it last year during the eight game stretch or whatever, I like the fire, Bud avatars did come out at at some point, at some point last year, right? like, that was a thing. Multiple times. Yeah. Right. So it's just, I, I think that, and and so in a weird way, we were like Cubs fans or Red Sox fans or any of these fans of this team that never won. And then all of a sudden we won and we don't like really know how to talk about it. But I think frankly, let me ask you, I'll, I'll phrase this in this is your podcast, but I just sure, I'd be interested go ahead. to know what you think. How many of the teams, how many of the champions of the last five years, 10 years, whatever, do you think the Bucs would have beat? Any of the Warriors teams, the Cavs team that won, any of the, you know, the, the Raptors? Because that's where that's that's the part that I struggle with now.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um for the Warriors, uh, surprise the Kevin Durant team. I don't, I don't think we could have beat them. But that first year, the Warriors won when um, they just had their normal big three with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I think we matched up with that team really well. We saw it in the regular season when the Bucks did play them very limitedly. Uh, I remember they had that huge winning streak. Uh, the Warriors did, and the Bucks beat them. Uh, it was at the Bradley Center at the time uh, when we had like Greg Monroe. This was 2015, 16, yep. some something right around there. Uh, I, the Bucks matched up pretty well with the Warriors, so I think that first championship team we we could have beaten. I, I can't say we beat the Kevin Durant teams uh, with Golden State. I mean, that was a 73 win team lost to the Cavs in the finals and added Kevin Durant. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. that would have been tough, but you know, that Cavs team, I think it would have been tough. I I think we would have had a shot, but I mean, LeBron Kyrie is, is pretty tough. So I I can't say comfortably that we would have beat that team Toronto. I think we were close to, you know, and we had Eric Bledsoe and uh, a lot different of a team at that point in time. So no drew holiday, no PJ Tucker, Oh, Bobby Portis. So I think that we could have definitely beaten that team. Um, we were up too low against them in the conference finals and we just kind of collapsed. Um, but yeah. And then even the uh, um, I'm trying to think of who else that those are the most recent ones, right? I'm yeah, not, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, Toronto, uh, maybe that first Golden State team, but I can't say comfortably the Cavs or that the Warriors team would have, would have been a wash for me for sure.
1: So the reason I asked is because even after winning, and I know this is the most kind of complaining thing. I really just want Giannis to be able to play with Chris Paul. Like I've never, I've not wanted things as much. I I don't mean like we'd undo any of the things that happened, but that's actually what we need to move forward. Giannis needs to play with somebody like Chris Paul is better as a point guard than Giannis is as a power forward. Like, like pound for pound, like Giannis is a greater player, but like, I just mean like someone who is a technical master. Like, I don't sure. think, I don't think Chris Paul can even really dunk anymore. Like maybe Chris Paul can touch rim, You know what I mean? But like yeah. Chris Paul and and so when an act like, obviously a lot of people, including me are annoyed by like all of his antics and the flopping, especially kind of in the height of the flopping era and all this stuff. But I really wanted him because like this time, 10 years ago, Giannis was barely learning how to play basketball. And and leadership wise, and just kind of the idea that we want this Milwaukee thing to keep going and we want to kind of be the new Spurs, I really wish – now Boogie Cousins isn't that guy, but I really want him to continue to learn from some old vet to be his Obi-Wan Kenobi with this stuff because Middleton isn't that guy and Drew – you can tell it's not – it's certainly not Chris's personality and it's not Drew's personality. And we have a couple of kind of angry, kind of psychotype guys off the bench – but there's not the old vet who used to be great. And so to answer your question about, I think this is still COVID. I think without COVID, we're probably not having a lot of these conversations. But I just can't mind wipe the fact that I've watched the Bucks 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, and it was still Giannis and Chris, and it was all these kind of guys. And you mentioned, you mentioned Eric Bledsoe you know, I'm sure Drew Bledsoe was a trending topic because everybody was calling Drew Holiday, Drew Bledsoe, like up to and including through like game two of the finals. And so I think we'll be really mad at this team in the playoffs again. But I think ultimately, if we lose, it's going to be to the Nets. If not, maybe we can't win at all. Yeah,
0: you make a lot of good points there. Um, just uh, it, I think in general, it's just, yeah, the whole COVID thing this year has really kind of thrown things off. And uh, we just got to get this team healthy. And, and once that happens, I think we should be able to run off and win some games here, but I uh, just don't want to fall down the standings too much and uh, just kind of tread water for now. I think that's kind of been the bucks. I'm uh, yeah. the season in general is just, just when, you know, obviously win what you can and, and hope that we can just get everyone healthy and make a big run here. I mean, I I don't think enough people talk about not having Brooke Lopez enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big loss. I mean, he is the anchor for this defense. Uh, There's really no one else. I mean that, I mean, obviously there's some other players that could fill that void, but we're not getting those players on this team. So uh, just, that's a big time loss. Um, He's, he's been fortunately healthy throughout his tenure with the bucks now being his fourth season, being the one where he's injured, but uh, he's had back issues in his career and uh we've gotten pretty lucky to to avoid those, but now uh, one game in and, and we're surely missing him. So I think that really is it's just throwing things off in general. You know, Bobby's great. He's been filled in well in the starting role as a, you know, kind of microwave scorer. Uh, he's Improved somewhat on defense, I think this season. Um, I'm not going to say he's elite or anything like that. I- I'd say average at best. But um, he's—I I don't think he's meant to start for this team long term. He's just filled mm-hmm. in the role and, and played pretty well. So, uh, just losing a big guy like that in Brook Lopez has is, is really made it a challenge. Uh, having Giannis, you know, playing more at the center, we saw it uh, pay dividends in the finals last year, but. I don't think that's what the Bucs want to do all no, the time. You know, no. Brooke Lopez is a great player. He's just, you know, sometimes you could say he was unplayable in the playoffs last year, but I don't know if I'm in that camp because yeah, he had some struggles at times, especially against Trey young and in, in game one of the Eastern conference finals when we were playing the drop defense and he was just hitting floaters at will or, or throwing oops to Capella. But um, you know, I just think that he's just, Brooke Lopez is just too good of a player to not play. He just, he yes. can score. He's he could rim protector. He uh, doesn't have high rebounding numbers, but he certainly helps it make, make it easier for other guys to uh, just clear out the paint and get other guys in there to get some board. So I think we're not talking about that enough, just having a hard time without Brooke. So um, I, you and, know, just got to get through the season here and just, hopefully and, 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 and you know on. what else,
1: you know, what else though, and I probably didn't give Brooke Lopez enough credit because I've been really frustrated for three years. I, I I care about defense a lot, but there's a couple of things that I think we saw this last playoffs. Is Secondly, firstly, it doesn't really matter if he can't do the drop in the regular season on a random Tuesday night against Memphis. But when the energy level is up for the whole team and the crowd is cheering, he could do it a lot better. And secondly, he's still a mountain of a man that when Durant is coming in there, like that people have to shoot around him. Like so obviously, like you said, like, like the quick guards can get by them if they get the switch or they do all this. But I think what we saw last playoffs was just this higher utilization of, of the Brook Lopez experience, not him. Because I've been frustrated for years with him that it was like Bootenholzer was like he was the first one to take the early three like all the Pat Connaughton threes from way back there were like the Brooke Lopez threes. And it's not like he was really playing subpar, but like a lot of that to me is the kind of the reason we lost. I mean, there's a million reasons we lost to the heat two years ago, but you just have to give it up to Brooke Lopez. And I think game five, especially against Atlanta, proved this that just look, you have the best player in the league. You have the best player in the league. So now what do I need? I have the best player in the league. He's going to, I mean, George Carl said this on lockdown books like 18 months ago or whatever. And it's something that everybody kind of knows, but I thought, I thought it was instructive to hear a coach say this. I got the best player in the league. So I need him to win two games. Now I need Middleton to have one good game. And basically that's all Middleton did for the playoffs is have one and a half good games. I mean, and a lot of times it was like one good quarter in this game, a good half in this game and everything else was kind of garbage. So that's okay. just Cause that's three wins now. Right. So now we need drew holiday to play great defense and to get us that other game. And if he can't do it, we need Brooke Lopez basically to that's basically what happened. And like Brooke Lopez game five, game five against the Hawks, it, it was Brooke and drew and Chris, but especially Brooke and drew. And I just think it's a much higher level. I mean, well, that's kind of what we were talking about with boogie, but Brooke Lopez is just like this whole other thing, but it had he been healthy and playing. I'm sure people would be like, man, he looks that much slower and he's getting older and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing with veterans. I think he would have been really valuable again in the postseason. And so another reason we're not quite as good as we could be. I mean, we're hurt. There's covid and, you know, the Brook Lopez thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw it with Brooke Lopez in the regular season last year. He came out pretty slow. Uh, looked like he lost a step. He was not. Uh, his block numbers were down. His overall just rim protection uh, just didn't seem to be quite where it was uh, in the first two years with the Bucs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you yeah. said, I think we would have seen that this year as well. That could be something that the Bucs kind of just internally were, had a power struggle of, like, let's just not have Brook Lopez just, like, kind of let him play 75%, you know, not go too hard sometimes. Yeah. And just You got to yeah. get this guy to, to be in the playoffs, because if you lose him, uh, you just, I don't think, I mean, the bucks, I don't think they win the finals last year without him this year. I don't think we have a, a chance to win it without him. If, right. if we get him back. Yeah. I think we can definitely win it all again this year, uh, if we're healthy with, with him in the lineup, but I think he's just too valuable for this team. And we're seeing that, uh, and, transpire
1: currently. And you know, one more thing about that, not that individual rebounding matter, uh, individual rebounding doesn't really matter at all as long as the team gets it. But I do think Chris's rebounds are down. I don't know if Giannis's are or not, but I do think there's also a Steven Adams aspect to him clearing it out. So everyone else gets the rebound. And I, I think that's the reason that the death lineup with Giannis at center is something that maybe you don't want to do all the time if you don't have to, because I do think that Brooke Lopez did a lot of boxing out so that Giannis could get the rebound or would fall to Chris Can't really jump to get a rebound, like, but like, I just think Brooke Lopez does a lot of stuff that isn't measured statistically. And I've probably underrated him for some of his flaws, but I certainly think we miss him now.
0: I completely agree. You know, sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone, and we're currently seeing that with Brooke. So I hope to see him back, you know, at some point here uh later on in the regular season for the playoffs because they will certainly need him. Let, let's jump ahead to uh, the next question here. Um kind of we're just kind of talking regular season. <laughs> is general. that question is that
1: question two? Did I talk too much? Is that question two? <laughs> no,
0: you, you, okay. you're good. Okay. Go ahead. i don't shut up. worry ahead. about it. Um so let's kind of jump around here. We're, we're talking regular season and uh I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how you feel about the regular season seeding for the playoffs. Those kind of go hand in hand. Do you think the regular season matters? Do you think the bucks can just get any seed they want and be comfortable with that and have as good of a chance of winning a championship or what are your thoughts on the regular season? Cause I see a lot of people just, they don't, they say, Oh, the regular season doesn't matter. You know, we just got to get to the playoffs. And uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, uh, but I'm really curious to hear your take.
1: I think it a hundred, there's a couple of things, right? I think it totally matters, but I think because we're Bucks fans and by, by definition, that meant we were kind of losers. I will confess that there's something very comforting as a Bucks fan in this past run about starting out on the road, like Drew, especially Drew and a little bit, Chris completely choked games one and two against Phoenix, right? That was our chance. Like the history of the NBA indicates that you need to get that split if you want to be in the series. And randomly, we hit Phoenix with such a counterpunch that they just never got up off the canvas. But there is something comforting about starting a series on the road and it's a team that you're a little bit better than or just as good as where you're just like, oh, we need to get this split. Because I just don't think the Bucks ex- execute well enough where I'm ever going to be comfortable where we have the first two games at home and we have to hold serve. Um, but it matters, man. I mean, home field home court matters. What is kind of funny. You know, it's funny when you go through highlights and you see, um, the game winner that Chris had against the heat game one. And then you remember that there were no fans in that game, or maybe what was it? A thousand fans.
0: Uh, I think it was 50% capacity. I was at that game actually. Um, they, it was really low towards the end of the regular season. I think they bumped it up a little bit, but still, totally not uh to the level that it was at uh for that net series
1: the camera angles are weird it doesn't feel like they had all the cameras there there are shots of people kind of slumped down in the deer district the deer even the deer because i feel like it was noonish right or something i don't know what it was on whatever coast i was on the west coast then but it was an earlier game it was an earlier game and people were like but that like people jumped out of their seat in broad daylight it wasn't like what the deer district was by the finals seemingly totally and and so we forget that aspect of it too, right? That like, it's been such a weird couple of years, frankly. And yes, obviously it matters. Obviously we hope that whoever these fans are that are getting priced out there, they're replaced by fans who at least stand up and cheer. But no, it, it, it matters. Like, I mean, I, I think my, my frustration with the Bucks generally is that they don't seem to execute like a championship level team. We don't execute like the Popovich Spurs or the height of kind of the Kerr Warriors or these teams or these LeBron teams, where obviously with a LeBron team, everything has to run through LeBron a certain kind of way. We just kind of show up and Giannis runs at the rim and either he dunks on somebody or they call a charge. And then eight minutes in the first quarter, Chris tries a couple of shots and they go in or they don't. And if everything's kind of going good when Drew is playing, if Drew has a step back going, then we're like, Oh, Drew's got the setback three going. We're going to win. But it's, it's a lot of solo. It's your turn, my turn, your turn with a lot of this stuff currently. And I think the, the early season where Grayson Allen seemed like, like a notch below an all-star kind of, kind of that kind of Grayson Allen seemed like um, our answer to what's his name for the heat. Like obviously that faded a little bit, but To answer your question, to finally answer your question, I think this matters because I think there's another universe where everything happened the exact same way with the Sun Series, but the Bucs did not execute in games one and two of the Sun Series and were dead as fried chicken and should have beat them. And even in game six, I didn't feel like the Bucs particularly played that game like it was an elimination game. So I think we need home court. I don't think – I'm not particularly scared of the Sixers. But agreed. But let's say we have a second round series against the Bulls. I mean, at the end of the day, you say, well, we probably win, but wow, what a series that would be. That's that's actually like after I'm so I'm so nouveau reach as as a Bucks fan now that I'm actually just pining for this incredible border battle against the Bulls, like in the playoffs. I think that'd just be the most amazing thing ever. But yeah, this stuff matters. I think all 82 games matter. I like, look, man, you just came from the gym, right? Yeah. You just yep. came from the gym. You told me before you told me in the green room, you just came from the gym for no money for exercise and to play in a, in a rec league game or whatever else. I guarantee you, I just met you. You played your best, right? Yeah. So, I, I gave it what I had. <laughs> you gave it what you had. So there's this kind of nerd thing where people think that these really competitive dudes like sometimes you show up and you just don't have it playing ball or whatever, but like nobody shows up to the arena and thinks, well, I just don't have it tonight. Like, like people play their best, right? People try their best, generally speaking. I mean, sometimes people are sort of injured or sometimes it's other stuff, but generally speaking, once you step on the court, like I play ball my whole life, but you try to do your best. And so if you don't play well, it's not, well, they just weren't feeling it tonight. I, I, I reject that. And so I think the regular season does matter. And That's kind of where the concerns are currently, but again, it's January 12th or whatever.
0: Uh, You said a lot of good things there. Um, I I completely agree. The regular season matters, Um, you know, especially this season, the East is looking really solid um, compared to years past. I mean, look at the bucks uh, you know, the 2019 playoffs. I mean, they had the one seed, I mean, that Pistons team was, was not good. I mean, they easily swept them, no issues. And then you run into a Boston team round two, the bucks get smacked in game one and they just dominate. I, I can't say that Boston team was that great. Um, you know, and they were the, the four seed. So, um, I, and, and even then you got Toronto in the conference finals. I mean, I mean, look at where we're at now. The Chicago team is, I think they're for real. I I'm not saying they're going to win the East, but, They could, you know, I think they could, especially uh, when we get to the trade deadline, you know, that could be a team that's like, Hey, this is, we got to go. Like, this is like, we got to make a run here. You never know when your window is going to be open. And I think the bulls window is certainly open right now, just given how well they're playing. They made some really good acquisitions with the Rosen, Lonzo ball, Caruso, um, they've got a team that gels really well together it's kind of in some ways their rise is similar to the Suns last year where they mm-hmm. got that one veteran piece and Chris Paul and it just, everything clicked for them. And, and now we're seeing that with DeRozan uh, in Chicago. So I agree. I would love to see that series as well. Um, the way it's shaping out right now, uh, the bucks, it, they're the four seed currently the bulls are the one. So if we would get past Philly, let's say the regular season's ending now, and then we would play the Bulls in round two, and boy, would, would that be something! So, so,
1: so, how long have you been watching the Bucks, roughly?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, pretty much my whole life. I, I've been a fan. My dad got me into games and going, I, going when they had the purple jerseys and whatnot. So definitely Ray Allen eras, mm. where I like really could understand what was going on at least. So,
1: I don't think I've said this anywhere else. In a weird kind of way the most the most Bucks team ever, and I'm a little bit older than you. I've been watching Bucks for 30 years or something like that. The most Bucks team ever was last year's Wizards with Beal and Westbrook. Like 18-year-old me would have been so in for a Bucks that had whatever version of Westbrook and Beal that that was, right? I mean, and in some Ooh. way, that's not exactly Monte and Jennings, but it was that kind of thing, right? Like if they're hot, they're going to win, right? Yeah. And they're going to make a bunch of dynamic plays and everything like that. And that's kind of the energy I get from the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls are better in some kind of way, but man, like, cause again, you've been watching the team your whole life. You're not under any illusion that it ends in a championship. You just want to like beat LeBron James when he comes and plays in your city, or you want to kind of have a big win, or you want to beat the big, you want to beat the Lakers, or you want to see your team big, well uh, play well, and maybe your star player has 30 points and has a great game, and maybe it gets mentioned on ESPN or whatever. I mean, that's kind of how I grew up. And so Zach and DeRozan together is very much kind of that big dog Ray Cassell kind of, kind of team where it's like you don't think they're actually going to win it all, but man the firepower, you know. And so, yes, totally. I, would, I would love I, – I will drive up. I I I will, I will definitely drive up if they somehow play. I, I I um for a funeral I was at that um Jared to Jared uh, 2015 Bucks Bulls game where the, oh yeah, uh not the not the uh not the Giannis Dunleavy one but the other one game five
0: and, or game four that was
1: yeah 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 and and yes those those are special games and I don't care if everybody sitting courtside is a millionaire those are hype games like those are incredible like that's totally almost like like a college game so yes i i would love that